when you take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. To another episode of the Asian Action Cast. I'm your host Sam, and welcome. And with me tonight we have Nathan. Hi, hi. And Mikey. Hey, how you doing? The Asian Action Cast is now broadcasting from abroad. Yes, we are in Tokyo. A broadcasting even. <laughs> in Tokyo. There's in... no broads here. Please, <laughs> it's a stag party, and I don't want my missus to think they're abroad. Oh yeah, it's a true sausage fest. Don't you worry. Yes. Uh, broadcasting from Asakusa. Yes. Uh, Asakusa. Yes, as the train likes to say both. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the home of Asian in action and casting. Yes. Anyway, we decided to watch a film tonight, and uh, we've stuck with Shaw Brothers. Yeah, we have. We were going to try and find a Japanese film, but we just couldn't be bothered. Now, it's kind of hard. Well, one of the problems was... Uh, we were watching Netflix, and all the Japanese films have no subtitles. Yeah, because it, it knows where we are, so it messes up the ping. It assumes it, that you're yeah. in Japan, so you're Japanese, or you can speak Japanese. Yeah, we th- we also tried to find a go to a cinema and like check out movies, but a lot of the we were trying to find some older films that wouldn't really matter if we couldn't speak the language. But all the really old cinemas aren't really well. The art house cinemas aren't playing Japanese old samurai films. We're in a bad period. One of the ones I was thinking about going to. I think it's in um, like Koenji or something. It's playing double features, but they're all like old Western films, like Buster Keaton films at the moment, so we couldn't do that. So we just watched Netflix, and we watched Shaw Brothers, and what did we watch? Legendary Weapons of China. Wahoo! <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I haven't seen this before, and I don't think either of you guys have seen No, it actually, I think I might have seen parts of it before. Like, I think it might have been on in the background at some point or another. It's a weird film. Uh, it's a weird film, but so far it's probably my favourite of the Shaw Brothers films. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. So this is from 1981? 1981, a run-run Shaw production. Got uh, the Gordon Liu in it? Yeah, the Gordon Liu, the uh, uh, Lau Ka Leung, the... Uh, I don't know Alexander... Oh, Alexander Fu Sheng. Yep. Um, who is now my new favourite Asian action star. <laughs> uh, oh, pity he was taken from us too soon. Oh, too soon. Too he could have been Jackie. He, yeah, I, I actually think he probably could have been better than Jackie. Just putting it out there. <laughs> um, no, it, it's he's really, better looking. Huh? He's better uh, looking. He's better looking, and he's also got um, a, a lot more like comedy chops. I think he's funny. Yeah. Well, in this, he's funny. I, I know that's a big call because Jackie's like you know also king. Of he burnt comedy. so bright, we don't know how it would have worked out. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be the uh, the main actor in Snake and the Eagle Shadow. And, uh, uh, didn't you say uh, Hyena as well? Like, oh, was it Phil? Oh, no, I think it was Snake and the Eagle Shadow. Um, okay. I think Phyllis Hyena was Jackie's gig, mm-hmm. uh, but he was supposed to be Snake and the Eagle Shadow, and then uh, Jackie took over. All right. Yes, but anyway, uh, Legendary Weapons of China um, opens with a pretty great like intro sequence of people in against a black background doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff with different weapons, jumping on like palanquins and yeah, eighteen legendary weapons. Each more ridiculous than the last. Yes. All shiny, glaring. Um, we'll go through the weapons a bit later because they have so many and they kind of showcase them all towards the end of the film anyway. Yeah, they do. So the opening portion of this film is essentially it, like it introducing you to like these weird groups of, that are part of the Boxer Rebellion and some guys defected and disbanded his group. That's be- right. Because he doesn't think that they can actually take on bullets. And these guys, but we're losing our our pool with the Empress or the Empress Dowager or whoever the hell it is, and they're like, "That's not good for our. That's not good for our look." The Boxer Rebellion needs people. We're losing people. We we get no funding. We got to take them. And it's like, you guys are morons, man. Like you're well, gonna lose to bullets. It's gonna happen. They're all a bunch of different um, like kung fu schools who have been trying to teach their. They specifically skills. they're specifically not martial arts schools. They're like spiritual boxing or something. Oh, there's different ones. There's a spiritual boxing one. Um, there's also, uh, like just straight up Kung Fu and the, 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 the actual, the, the character, the elephant in the room is this character called, uh, Lee Kung. 
who he was the one that disbanded his school. Because he's like, I don't want to see all my people get shot. Yeah. <laughs> and they're saying, no, no, you can't do that because you're undermining our, uh, you know, our ability to stand up against Western weapons. And so the opening scene is really showing you a few different schools and the lengths that the disciples will go to make themselves invulnerable. Yeah, so what the first group the first group are kind of smart because their their ability is we're gonna use trickery and they just disappear into they look like a bunch of vampires, they look like a bunch of Draculas. Yeah, led by Bella Lugosi. Yep. And they're pretty great. I actually really like them because Except they're fanatics because uh, They rip out their eyes and their balls. Oh my god, like the, the, the lead guy, um, he he wants to show how strong and dedicated they are. So he, he kind of indicates... <coughs> oh, you're right, Nathan? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, stop drinking that Hubba Bubba juice. Oh, man. Strong 0.9%. <laughs> Grape. Uh, so this guy... Grape drink. He indicates to his students, he's like, he just puts two fingers up and one of them just like gouges their own eyeballs out and dies. Um, and then he indicates to another student and this other student, he jumps up and in a terrible like motion, he grabs his junk and rips his balls off in, like, strips of blood, and he, te- he casts them aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's horrific. And then all these Dracula minions disappear. Yeah, he just <laughs> makes them disappear. Definitely dedicated. Yeah. Oh, the other the other thing, I don't know who that actor is, but he is acting with his eyes like a, a gangster. They're so big and moving around and evil. He looks so evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got big, bushy, white eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got Gordon Liu's group. Yeah, Gordon Luke, <clears throat> they're actually uh, impervious to swords. They break all of these blades on their skin. It's fake. No, well, yeah, yeah. But he believes it. Yeah. Well, it's not fake. It's, it's bullshit, but I believe it. In the movie, it's real. But yeah. in reality, yes, it is, it is fake. Yes. Um, and so, and I'm thinking in the movie, it's also fake. No, I think they're real. I think they're real. Okay. All right. Otherwise, you think it, they're masters of the Iron Shirt? Well, I mean, if, if, if it was really fake, then wouldn't you... You wouldn't want to stand up to... To guns, which no, is what these guys do. You really got to believe you're in bullshit, don't you? Yeah, and they do. Yeah. So they got four guys. Interestingly enough, Gordon Liu is not one of the guys that volunteers. No, he just lets his people get shot first. Yeah, they get shot and they stand there for a while. And then they're like, see, look how tough we are. And then they put that yellow paper over the bullet. Yeah, like the, the magic is going to heal them. Yeah. And I, what I really, really, really liked about it, though, is um, he... Uh... <laughs> He's like... Oh, it takes a really long time to get good. Like, well, you're the leader. You show us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust that bullshit. It's ridiculous. I don't trust Waterloo in this film. No, he's evil. But he's not. at the same time, he's kind of evil, but he's not evil. I don't yeah. know. Um, anyway, those four guys die. No, yeah, uh, yeah. And there's no, those four guys die straight away. That's actually kind of funny. And then there's the group, the mind control group. Yeah, the May right. Mason, Mayons. They've got an M in their name. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. But they... Isn't um, it Mousen? Mousen. Um, so they are like a crazy, like, mind, he has mind control. He's got voodoo dolls, essentially. Yeah, he controls all of his students through these voodoo dolls. And they're all kind of creepy looking. Uh, but they don't show his face. No. So you don't know who he is. But uh, he, he's talking to, who is it, like some official. He's saying, yeah, yeah, no, we'll... Yeah, there's an official going around to him, which I assume is an emperor, one of the empress's, like, like... People? Yeah. Like generals or whatever? I don't know who that is. But it was the Chief Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, it was and, Chief Lee. And, they're all, and he's always very um, sort of impressed and bewildered by their bullshit. Yeah, because they're like kind of magical abilities yeah. or whatever. And he's like, wow, but at the same time, yeah, you're fucking weird. Yeah. Um, the whole point is he's going to these different schools to kind of get them to gang together and find this Lee Kung and bring him to justice because yep. essentially he's a traitor because uh, he's going against the uh, the Emperor's wishes. No, he's going against the Boxer Rebellion's wishes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not supporting them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the, the story kind of kicks off with these uh, different people from the different sects that are trying to find this Lee Kung, who uh, nobody knows who he is yet, because they haven't introduced him. No. Um, but one of the guys from the, let's call them the eye-gouging sect. Yeah. Um, he's a guy called, I think, Hay. He's his character called Hay. And he's uh, traveling around, and he's in this town because uh, this is where Lee Kong has been rumored to be. Yeah. And so he's in this town, and there's a few other kung fu masters in the town as well. Can we just stop here for a sec yeah. and just just marvel at how good this movie looks most of the time? Oh, it's incredible! The colors pop. the The camera work is really good. It moves around people a lot. It's not stationary a lot of the time. It's not filled with sure scope. It's not going to make you puke. There's a couple of scenes, but it's not going to make you puke. Yeah. 
there is a couple of scenes where the the wide action the wide angle lens is to capture the inside. But yeah, like like you're saying, the camera movements. There's one like kind of like it's almost Hitchcockian, where it kind of spins around like a character. Yeah, it tracks and pans at the same time, and it keeps like a like a subject in the foreground while following another subject in the background. What it makes me feel is that we we take that for we take a lot of these kinds of things for granted in Western film a lot of the time. But in a lot of the Asian films we watch, it stands out when these kinds of things happen because they really just they shoot stationary a lot of the time. Yeah. They they either do that weird handy cam where it's a bit wobbly or it's stationary a lot of the time. It's because I think um, I think cinematography has actually regressed in in Hong Kong cinema, like quite a lot. You watch these old Shaw Brothers films, and the the camera work is just really crazy good. Like you know all of these uh, kung fu tropes, like you know what Scott was saying, a crash zoom. Or having like, uh, you know, all these different things where you just, you go from darting eyes, like one person's eyes to another person's eyes, and then you zoom out. Like, just stuff like that. It's really creative, and it really kind of, you know, everybody remembers them from these Kung Fu films. So I don't know why they don't still do I, that. I have to say, though, I, I think a lot of it is, is to do with the way that the Shaw Brothers made their movies, because a lot of these are, are the same sets that just, you know, move things around a little bit or, or whatever, but they're the same sets in each movie. Yeah. So they've got their settings and they know what they can do with their cameras and things. Whereas the newer ones try to move around and use different spaces and things, which is a little bit harder. Yeah. And they're going for different things in the action as well. So it's a little bit of both having the impact. Mm. So um, I think uh, they've gotten up to the point now where a few of the different uh, They're sort of meeting in the middle, but they don't... No one knows that all... Of the, no one has told any of the other sex that they're doing things. There's a whole bunch of people converging on this one town. Yeah. With they're all they've all got the same goal, but they haven't they haven't coordinated in any way, so they're sort of tripping over each other. Yeah. It's kind of a comedy of errors a little bit. It is kind of interesting watching them kind of tangle with each other because they're not quite sure who they are. Yeah, and they've got different skill sets. Yes. Yeah. So one of them is actually so. Hey, is the uh, the guy from the uh, the eye gouging clan. <laughs> And then we've got... Um, well, that's what we're going to call them from now. The vampires or the eye gouges? Yeah, the vampires or the eye gouges. Okay? And then we've actually got a, a female... Um, Who's, who is in drag. She is in drag. And, and, you know, from all these old kung fu films, if you dress like a man, everyone just assumes you're a man, whether you have yeah. big breasts or not. Yeah, she's not hiding it. She is very attractive. Yeah, she's clearly a Didn't woman. we think she was from that Swallow film? Yeah, I think she's from... Or Come Drink Swallow. With Me, maybe? Oh, Come Drink With Me? Oh, maybe Come Drink With Me. But they're, they're running into... A, Funnily enough, they meet in the tea house, um, but now they're uh, breaking into a room that they suspect is the room of Lee Kong. Yep, and they're all sort of fighting. That like they've got all these. Then like Hay has like a bunch of sort of ninja esque weapons, like subterfuge and yeah, like lots of little gadgets. Oh, this is great! So Hay and the lady, I think her her name's Faye. Uh, so Hay and Faye, they're fighting in this uh, above in the attic of uh, Lee Kong's room. And uh, there's one gag where Hay is actually shooting like poisonous smoke through yeah. a, like a straw, and then she she blocks it and she blows it back and it goes through his ears. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's very. And wild. then there's then there's also the bit where he's got like Assassin's Creed like, like. Oh yeah, like wrist uh, blades. Wrist blades. Yeah. And he's all like trying to cat attack her. Oh, and then Gordon Liu bursts in the door. His eyes are shining bright like a fox. And he's like acting like a wandering monk. He's walking around. I, I do like Gordon Liu in this film because he does kind of... He's a bit like around. the Terminator. Yeah, he's pretty, like, emotionless. Yeah, he's he's the Terminator. And the best part is that he's always kind of, like, behind the eight ball because yeah. everybody seems to be doing stuff around him. And I, I love Gordon Liu's eyes. He, he always looks surprised and, what's going on? Yeah, the, in, while they're in the roof, they he's, he's down below because he just takes the room from, like, whoever was in there beforehand because they escape. Um... He has got a very expressive face. Yes, he? he does. Gordon Liu, yeah. So, and he's like, there's definitely people up above. He's like, ask him, like, is it, a, what's above us? And he's like, it's an attic. And he's like, what's in the fucking attic? And he's like, I don't know, like, stuff. stuff? Yeah. And like, but there's definitely stuff moving. Like, it's probably a cat. And then the upstairs, they start acting like a cat and a mouse. They start making the noise, which is just a dub. I can't, that's not a person making the noise. You that, I don't know. It's a good cat sound. It's a really great cat sound. Meow. See, I get a good cat sound. Meow. And Gordon Liu is obviously like, like I mean, you know, he's not an idiot, but if he believes that there's a cat and a mouse, like, fighting upstairs, he probably is a bit of an idiot. I mean, he wants to stab that cat. Yeah. 
just to prove that it is a cat. Yeah. And so you get this incredible fight scene of... Uh, them of... in a s- small enclosed space. Um, Hay has, like, darts that he shoots out. And then at, at, and then like, Gordon Liu's had enough of it, and he starts to stick in a spear up there. But the choreography is that, like, they react to the spear. Like, he pushes it through the, the floorboards, and then they lift their feet as the blade comes up. Yes. So it's, like, really tight choreography. Yeah. Lots of ninja stars being thrown, which I love. You, you gotta know. love a ninja star. Oh, man, you elevate any film with ninjas, I tell you. Well, they make it more interesting. So long as they can figure out an inventive way to have fights. Yeah. Like, it's very fun. Because they add, a, they add a, an element or a dimension that you don't just get with punches and kicks and, like, weapon play. They, like, what's this guy going to do? How's he going to get out of this situation? Oh, he's going to throw down a cat. Yeah, yeah. It's very rock, scissors, papery. Yeah. But I, I do like the way that they kind of frame everything. And the story... I, the problem with a lot of the Shaw Brothers films is the story kind of meanders a lot, and yeah. it's got a lot of characters that kind of have to come. Well, this together. also has a lot of characters. Yeah, which I mean, this isn't different. But the, the good thing about this is that it uh, establishes a bit of a mystery because you don't know who Lee Kung is, and then it slowly introduces you to like one character after another character, and you start going, "Oh, well, where are they from?" Because they don't explain everything straight away. No, they away. don't. So they're all one of the weird things is like, I really really find it funny is one of the weird things is um, there's a guy who looks like the guy they're after but he is also after Liu Kang yes. Liu Kang yes Liu Kang Liu Kang yeah <laughs> so Lei Kung so Lao Ka Luang is actually in this film and he's the director of the film and uh, he's this old man called Uncle Fu and uh, did you just eat a bad chip they're all stale man yeah they are all stale why are they still on the table huh yeah I don't know. Fuck you for your stale chips. (laughs) Rouge Japan. Eat stale chips. It's the uh, nourishment that the Asian action cast needs to keep us going. So Uncle Fu is actually walking around in town and he's carrying all of these... uh, He's like a woodchopper. Yeah, we'll let you in on on a little secret about this movie. He's really featured quite heavily. (laughs) Yes. uh, Clearly not a bit part character, so... Surprise, surprise, if you can't guess who uh, Lao Ka Lung character is in the film. Um, but all these other characters, I mean, they, they suspect him as well, because what kind of old man can just walk around lifting... Like, infinite, bo- infinite blocks of wood? Huge, huge chunks of wood, right? If he's trying to keep a low profile, you probably shouldn't be carrying around those big chunks of wood. Yeah. So Hayes is uh, Hayes looking, and he sees Uncle Fu, and he's like, oh, okay, I think uh, I think that guy there must have pretty good Kung Fu. Yeah, let's, let's fuck that dude up. Let's fuck that dude up. A lot of this film is actually them kind of trying to deduce who people are. Yes. Most of the film is, is mistaken identity. Most yeah. of this film is mistaken identity. We've gotten past one decent fight sequence. We're sort of introducing people. That they're putting everybody in the right spot, but they haven't figured it. No one's figured anything out yet. No. It's a lot of, yeah. I mean, a lot of this film is mistaken identity. And they, they show, like, Lao Ka Leung walking around doing all these incredible feats of strength. Um, kind of like as if, oh, you know, like, I'm just going to carry this wood and now I'm going to lift it over my head. And he acts kind of like the fool. Yeah. But you can tell that he's, he's more than he seems to be. Yeah, he's definitely hiding stuff. One of the, um, the great scenes is coming up uh, where you've got the, the lady, Faye, and Hay, and they kind of run into each other. And they have Again! This... Again! Um, great acrobatic work as well. You've got people jumping and doing like double flips in the air. Um, so they run into each other and they're having this little scuffle in an alleyway. And they don't know who, who each other are, but they're throwing, like, ninja stars and fighting each other reasonably seriously. But it's at this point that they actually start talking to each other and going, huh, you know, like, maybe maybe you're not the person I'm trying to find. Like, you, you're you probably not Lei Kung, but maybe if we work together, we might be able to find Lei Kung. Um, yeah. But then they start hanging out together, and Gordon Liu is still hanging around, and Faye is actually from Gordon Liu's set. It's, he says he's his sister, which is probably not a real sister, but you know. Yeah, like um, related by, I don't know, like master or something. And he's like, hey, we probably shouldn't run into him because he's a moron. Who? Uh, uh, yeah, his sister says that. Gordon Liu? Yeah. To hey. No, oh, we yeah, should yeah. probably just not fuck with that guy. Yeah, well, Gordon Liu has shown himself to be unyielding and unbending. Yes. He's just the kind of guy who's very devoted and he's going to go stick to his path. But they're running through this alleyway and... Um, it's a pretty good alleyway, actually. So they're jumping up and down, and when they're having this fight, they're throwing like knives and stars and stuff at each other. But then they uh, they stop fighting because they hear Gordon Liu approaching, and then they just stick their feet on the walls and they yeah, just kind they, of crawl up the walls. Yeah, because it's like a little close lit alleyway. This is one of the bit. This is one of the areas of with uh, the short scope that actually hurt me a little bit. <laughs> when it does a transition into a second alleyway, 
but they're up there and they're sort of talking and it is pretty funny because he's like there should be more drips yeah. like all the washing's dripping and he's not getting dripped on so they start spitting on him because oh. he's wearing he's wearing one of those big monk like like, like the four storms bamboo hats, hats. Yeah. yeah yeah so they start spitting on him it's pretty funny it is pretty funny and usually some of that some of these jokes actually fall a bit flat but these these no nah, for the most part where they hit a joke there's only one bit where they do a joke and it goes too long yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's with um with uh what's his name uh Alexander Fusheng. Oh, that's right. Um, so Alexander Fusheng plays. I don't know what is he like a comment. How, how can you possibly think that she is a dude? Uh, okay. So yeah, Faye is incredibly attractive. Because that um, yeah. But she's also wearing a male chong sum. So. so oh no, so you can't you can't wear a male chong sum. No, you can't. It's no. it's a cultural thing. Um, and it, it happens all the time. So, Faye and, uh, and Hay, they, they both... Faye and Hay, I love it. Faye, Faye I, I think it's Faye. It's, it's actually Lady Faye Chai or something like that, which I think is Chinese for fat, but... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting her name wrong, I'm sure of it. Uh, but in any case, so Gordon Liu is kind of... He's, he's, he's walking around bewildered, really. He's being kind of taken for a ride. So, every time that the other two show up, um, Gordon Liu is one step behind, and he never seems to be able to find them. And then they introduced this character uh, played by Alexander Fusheng. Who is playing a character? He's playing Lei? Uh, he's, he's acting pretending. like... Yeah, he's, yeah. he's acting like... He, he was hired. Because um, he was uh, hired by one of the... Um, the sex. The mind control sex guys. Yeah. And uh, he was hired to basically act like the biggest badass kung fu master. He's got like out. a group with him, a little troop, a little yeah. acting troop. And it's great. It's one of the best scenes in the film. Yeah, it's very, it's a contrived kind of like stage theatre show yeah. to make everyone believe that he has these incredible powers. Yeah, it's not, he doesn't even touch him, he just sort of does a move at them and they sort of fall over. It's but, very funny. But he's not supposed to be connecting in any way. Like, yeah. He's supposed to be just beating him with magic powers. Fu Sheng's face as he walks around mugging is like the best. It's the best mugging I've ever seen. Yes. Um, so he, he, he's like a con man because... They kind of move into town, and he's got like a tab with the with the tavern. Mm-hmm. He never pays it, and they keep making all these excuses. He's like, "Oh, you know, my money's from Beijing." Yeah, you know, trust me, it'll come through. Um, and so they set up this uh, this false operation where he's walking through town, and these bandits are trying to attack. Him. Yeah, so they shoot him with arrows. They stab like they try and stab him with knives, and he like throws them off. They just break on him. Um, at one point. At one point, they get out like. But it's it's a um it's it's a gig for money though. Yeah. Yeah. It's set up so he's actually playing the guy they're after, Lee. Yeah. Well, he doesn't look like a um a, a like a martial artist. Um, I he doesn't. Me and Mike did watch something else with him in it. I can't remember the, what the hell it's called right now. Like it's something with the the boat iron boat group. That's the only thing I remember is that though the iron boats and they have these big. Big necklaces on. Anyway, he like, and he he's double blade out of that, and he fights pretty good in that. Okay, he fights pretty good in this too, but it's not. Well, he does actually do the splits in this, though, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he acts like he doesn't know how to fight because there's one scene where he holds his leg up. Yeah, and he and can't. He can't actually. He is. He's holding it up with his hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've got all these like little gags, like um, he'll make everybody jump, and then he'll use his hands to pretend like he's shooting fire at them, and then they'll light their umbrellas on fire yeah. and shit. Or he'll um. He'll like attack them with a blunt sword that they attacked him with, yeah. but they'll have like a little razor blade and they'll cut their own clothes. Like it's definitely sharp, but he hasn't hurt them. Yeah. And then he, uh, what happens to sort of change the dynamic of it is they they put it in they put a knife in dog's blood. Yeah. And then they attack him, and he's got like fake oh, fake guts tested. that come out. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. So they take off to the. Let's move on to the next scene where he's he's in the toilet oh yeah because he's he's left town now everyone believes that he's a big badass mm-hmm. um and he goes to the toilet to meet up with the uh, the mind control sect leader mm-hmm. yeah, it turns out the mind control sect leader is the one that was paying him to yeah. to set this up because, to, to draw to draw him out yeah because they think that uh, lee kung has this um he's quite uh he has an ego and if you see somebody with incredible martial arts skills it may draw him out yes um so the the guy manages to pass the money off to the con man, uh, Alexander Fusheng's character. But while they're in this toilet, this toilet outside of town. Oh, it's disgusting! By the way, when we say toilet, this is a this is a period piece. So when we say toilet, we mean a couple of like bits of wood, like a, a, an enclosed space, but a couple of bits of wood that you stand a bit, a couple of planks 
that then you squat over and then shit into this like lake. Yeah. Like yeah. pond. Um, but and it's is, disgusting. It looks bad. This is where everything can Oh, it's The up. Avenging Eagle, Mike. Thank you very much. We watched The Avenging oh, that's Eagle. that's the movie that you saw. Um, so, uh, in this river, this is where um, a few different characters start to show up. Because uh, I think... Uh, is it Gordon Liu's character that shows up? Because Hay is there. Yeah, Hay does. Hay is there to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's put like a bamboo straw in his mouth. And he's kind of mm-hmm. like... He's swimming underneath the water. Oh, yeah. Um, and he gets the intestines and, and it's like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it drifts into his, into his um, oh, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. I just feel bad for him swimming in that muck. What I love about it, though, so realistic. After this bit, he gets real sick. <laughs> he does. He <laughs> suffers from diphtheria. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I guess is pretty uh, pretty consistent. Yes, it's great. Um, I, I love it because usually someone would ha- that would happen in a film and they'd just be all right. Yeah. No, he f- he swam in essentially a sewer. Oh, it's gross because when he gets out, he looks like we're all covered in shit. Yeah, Everybody's and like, and, oh, you uh, and Faye says, "Oh, you disgusting." Yeah, and the, and the funny thing is, Faye like throws him like the dry clothes at him to get changed, and he starts wiping the shit off with the dry clothes. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna get changed into the <laughs> why are you wiping the shit off to it? Yeah, it's crazy. So the, the actual gag here is when um, the the mind control boss, he gets a voodoo doll out mm-hmm. and he starts controlling uh, Alexander Fusheng's character. And um, who's he fighting in that? Is he fighting Gordon Liu? Yeah, he's fighting... I thought he was fighting... Um, oh, he's fighting Hay. Hay. Oh, okay. So Hay's there fighting him because he thinks he's Lee Kung. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. he keeps saying while he's walking through town, I'm Lei. Yeah. I'm, I'm the hero. Me. Because he's acting like a total bancho. Yeah. Um, and they had this fight and... Uh, like, he does a pretty good job. He does the splits, and he's like, every time he moves, he's got that bone rattling sound. Yeah, he's got, like, a pop sound. Like yeah. A fake pop sound. It's very cool, and he fights like he's a, like a zombie. But yeah. he's, like, an unstoppable zombie. Oh, that's right. And he's, he's, he was, he did have a mustache, but the mustache has now come up, and it's, like, across On his, his nose. nose. It's real funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's that, very slapsticky. Yeah, so how does that end? Um, I think he eventually just gives up, doesn't he? Someone falls in the water. They all fall in yeah. the water at some no, point. Oh, because what's happening is um, uh, Alexander Fusheng's crew are trying to get the dummy off the mind control guy. Yeah. And so he's doing all of these like stupid movements. Yeah. Um, and then eventually the mind control guy reveals himself. And that's when Hayes like, hey, you're, you're the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, that's when he realizes that uh, this guy's actually a fake. Fusheng's yeah. character is actually a fake. Uh, and so they they decide to part ways, and that's when Hay, uh, sorry, Faye shows up, throws him some clothes, yeah, and says to Hay, "Oh, you smell like shit." Yeah, clean and, yourself uh, up, you dumb bastard. And he realizes that he does smell like shit as well. And at this point, like, is it, is this intercut with Gordon Gordon Liu's character going to uh, Lee's actual house? Uh, I think that might be after. Yeah, okay. it's after. So it it yeah. goes back to the. Um, the inn that they're all staying in, mm-hmm. and then Hayes feeling sick upstairs. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Um, and he sick. comes downstairs and he, he sort of falls over but keeps stumbling out. And we get um, the woodcutter delivering the giant. Uh, oh, that's right. He's like, Well, that's a lot of wood. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he actually sort of half trips, and Faye ends up catching the wood and carrying the wood for a second, and then she hands it back over to. The woodcutter realizes how strong he is. Yeah, thinks that's unusual that he's like so strong, carrying his um, wood, and uh, then she sort of heads over to his house to check him out. But the um, the other guy's already there. The, it's the I think it's the voodoo guy. Yeah, I think the voodoo guy. No, yeah, he, he noticed it all as well, and he went to the the guy's house. Yeah, there's a lot of bits in this movie where there's something happening, yeah. and then they'll quickly cut to someone watching the thing happening. Yeah, I mean, it's to build the tension, I guess. Yeah. One of the, the um, things that the Poo fight established is that all the people who are in the Poo fight, in the Poo fight area, realized that none of them were Lee Kung. Yes. Um, so they were like, okay, well, no, if none of you guys are who we're after, then why are we fighting kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's when they go across and uh, it's Gordon Liu that has, he's suspicious of the wood carry, the wood guy. Yeah, and that is that when Faye shows yeah, up as so, well, and she realizes the weapons are hidden in the straw. So Faye, yeah, he follows yeah. someone. Fo- yeah, the, at this point, the sort of like the set moves from like the inn yeah, to yeah. his house as for yeah. the majority of the rest so, of the film. So Faye's realized um, who he is and has gone into his house and found the different weapons hidden in barrels of hay, and she comes sort of out. To you know what? You could. Him. I've also got to say this. 
you know, you could have figured out he he wasn't just a humble woodcutter when you saw the fucking gangster house he had. Yeah, that's he, right. Like, I'm assuming that a woodcutter in this day and age probably had a hovel. Well, maybe his house was really far out of town. You know, location, location, location. Maybe he just inherited it. Yeah. Um, he was really good at his job. Yeah. Okay. But, right. uh, yeah, and uh, while Faye's there, um, Hay then turns up at the house, but he's sort of stumbling all over the place. Yeah, he looks like garbage. He looks like garbage, like he's dying from diphtheria, and just uh, ends up collapsing on the spot. And we sort of then cut to, like, the next day, and uh, he's... Laying down in bed, yeah, cared like, for by the yeah, woodcutter. Yeah, because he's like he's not he's a bad guy, and it's a nice looking bedroom, like yeah. top quality bedroom. Oh, the place is rocking! Like this is a huge estate. Yes, you know, like I, it's bigger than, and it's he's the only one that's living there. As yeah, well. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So he's done very well for himself. Like yeah. wood must be very expensive. One of the, I will say though that hey is uh, <laughs> I've not seen him in any of the other Short Brothers productions, but this guy is like two thousand fit. He's just Jack. He's like shrimp. He's not massive, but no, he's no. ripped. He's very... Well, he's he's not emaciated. Like, yeah. he doesn't look emaciated. He but looks he's, de- he's defined. And he's probably one of the few characters that has his shirt off. Um, Gordon Liu does as well, and we all know that Gordon Liu is pretty fit. He's probably yeah. 19. Oh, he's, he, look, he, he looks good in this film. Yeah, Gordon Liu is great. This is, like, probably prime Gordon Liu. Um, this is around 36 sh- Chambers of Shaolin. I, I could have... Honestly, for a second, I thought... It, he looked almost out of that film. Uh, yeah. Like, he walked off one set and came onto the other. Well, I guess, you know, he, he made it big as a monk. Yeah. As a Shaolin monk, so then he was typecast as a Shaolin monk in a lot of films. Um, and Lao Ka Luang, um, I don't know how old he was in this film, but holy shit, like, that... He's, he's buff. He's buff, yeah. He's, he's got arms, he's got, you know, his triceps and everything. He's, he's Jack. Um, so he's looking really good, too. I mean, he's supposed to be strong anyway. He's a woodcutter, yeah. so he's carrying all of this shit, right? Yeah, so, um, so the, the mainly moves to this area, like his house now. Yeah. There's a couple of different fights here mm. and a couple of different conversations, and I cannot remember the order. So I think it starts with uh, while um, Hayes getting medicine from the woodcutter, Faye starts to chat to him and starts to almost interrogate him. I know you're really Lee. I found the weapons. Why aren't you doing it? And, he, and then he kind of spills, starts to spill... He's, yeah, it's like, I disbanded, everybody's Be- happy. Because people were dying, I didn't want my students to die. From Unnecessarily, because it's fucking stupid. Bullets. Yeah, trying to teach them how to beat bullets. Beat bullets with your chi or whatever. It's not going to happen. Not gonna and happen. she's like, I agree with you. Um, uh, I'm here to try and stop my group too. Like, you should come forward and help yeah. people. You shouldn't just go into hiding. And he's like, yeah, but that sounds crazy too. Like, uh, I'm quite happy without this. But she plays on his sense of duty. Yeah. And then uh, while they're, they're doing that, um, Hayes, hey, Lee, no, Lee's his brother, brother, Lee's brother who we find out his brother, I don't know if it's is, actual, is really the voodoo guy. Yeah, and he's like, and he's t- he tells him like, oh man, like you haven't been doing your kung fu, you kind of suck, you better get good again, yeah. you better start practicing because they're going to come for you. you. Everybody's coming for you. And we're like, hey, that guy's being a pretty good guy, even though he's got a pretty horrendous power. And like, as soon as we say that, like, Lay's like, can't trust that dude. Yeah, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, that that that's my brother, but yeah, he's, that, and he knows he goes. Yeah. He's like from another mother. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Except in this film, in, in reality, they are actually brothers. Yeah, they're, they're actually related. Relate, yeah. Yeah, Lau Kaling's brother plays. Uh, so it's I think it's Lee Kung and Lee Fung. Yeah, or I think Lee so. Lung, yeah, or Fung. So. So they, um, he does that. And he walks away, and then he, she starts training him again. Yeah, like he starts, weapons. yeah, with the weapons, and they, they sort of go through them and they name them as they're going. Yeah, because Arthur Lim's hands are like he's shaking, shaking, but as he's going, he definitely does look better and get better. Yeah, but then Hay sees all of this, and he's like, "I got to kill him." He's got a real internal monologue, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He was dying of diphtheria, and then Lau managed to save him. So now he feels kind of conflicted. He's like, "I'm supposed to kill you." Oh, it's oh. okay. It's empty. Okay, and then, uh, but then they they do a stupid thing where um, he's like he sees him training with this, and he's like, "Oh, that must be Lee." And then he confronts him and goes, "I'm not." Does Lee. anyone want a Jackson coat? No, no, I'm good for that. Thanks. Does anyone just want a coat? Uh, no, I'm good. Leave that space there. <laughs> um, so Hey then confronts him like, "I know you're Lee," and it's like, "No, no, um, Faye's just teaching me." Because everybody thinks I am. Because uh, everyone thinks I am, so I better be prepared in case they come and attack me. So, oh, that's a good idea. 
Yeah, well done. Well done, Faye. <laughs> and they go on like that for a little bit. Um, and then... Faye, up until this point, by the way, are like... Uh, is it now that they realise that Faye is a girl? No. Um, they, they start, like, doing a few days. And yeah. then and they go, where'd Faye go? And um, Hay goes outside and... Uh, no, and they, she no, does... They, they no, they, fight, they yes. have, there's a fight sequence in there. Yeah. There's a fight sequence uh, where I think she... He just decides... Hay decides, no, I think it is Lee. And they fight. Yeah. There's a fighting fisticuffs. So Hay's fighting Lee. And she gets in the in between them. And he does, and she does a grab to him, and oh, yeah, gets, he touches, touches her chest. the boobs. Yeah, he has his arm across her chest, and he's like, "Holy shit, it's boobies. a girl! It's boobies!" As if it wasn't completely obvious in the first place. And then the next morning, she is dressed up like a lady. Yeah, she gets up until now. Like she's been a complete badass, and then as soon as they find out that she's a girl, like the music changes. Her she's not changes. as good. She's subservient. She's just, you know, she's all about, "Oh, what can I do for you?" kind of thing. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it actually bothers me a little bit. She's yeah. just as hot, though. Oh, she's probably even more hot. With the little piggy tail things? Yeah, she's yeah. real cute. She's real cute. I have to say, everybody in this film is really attractive. There's not too many terrible teeth. No. No no big teeth, no terrible teeth, no big moles. It's all very, very good. Um, I, I do like... One of the things I love about the Shaw Brothers films is they, they're like those old grindhouse films. Like mm-hmm. They've got a little bit of boobies. they got like... You know, jacked guys, and they've also got a little bit of gore, so it's yeah. something just to like, just snap. The, the yeah, I would. I have to say, I would prefer a little bit more, um, a little bit more in these kind of films. A little with when they're using weapons and stuff, a little bit more blood. A little bit more blood. Yeah, a little bit more. I know everybody in this movie's apparently got iron shirt technique, but <laughs> I would like a little bit more blood. It was a bit gorier when we were watching. What was that last uh, Shaw Brothers film that we saw? Five elements. Uh, five elements. Yeah. Yeah. Or the was five it Deadly Venoms? Venoms? Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she's finally got dressed uh, into girls' clothing, and who should appear? But her bro, her bro Gordon Liu. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Gordon Liu has a fight with uh, with Alkaline, who has now been trained up, right? Yeah. He's now like uh, mastered his like. He's not as good as he was, but he's pretty good. He's better than he was when he was having yeah. shaking hands. So, so they're um they chat like they he's the mum like not mum sister tries to convince Gordon Liu. That it, he should, he doesn't need to. Like, it's just not going to work. Iron, iron shirt technique is bullshit. It's not like it's not going to stop bullets. Bullet. Yeah, it's not bullshit, but it's not going to block bullets, right? And he's like, "But we, you know, we've got to do it." And he can't be talked out of it. So they fight. Yeah. And and uh, Lay's lose, using all these weapons and attacking him, and he can't get through the Gordon Lose iron shirt technique. This is actually really good. Isn't this the bit where there's like rocket knives? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh, there's one, there's one bit in it. I know that they have the whole fight scene, but one bit that I remember is um, because Hay is also slightly involved in this fight until yeah. it gets to just Gordon Liu and Lao Kalun. But in one of the scenes, Gordon Liu shoots his. He's got like a Buddhist altar on yeah. his back, and he shoots it off his back. And uh, Hay actually does a flip to avoid it. And the timing of this thing is like, perfect. It's perfect because the Buddha, the the, the, the altar flies, and just as Hay flips over it to avoid it, it's like the closest thing, and I don't know if it's a camera trick, but holy shit, it was nice. It was, yeah, I, this, I have to say, all the fights in this are good. They're not, they're not necessarily the best I've ever seen or anything, yeah. but they're, they're all good. They're just creative, and they just look really, really good. So, so Lay and Gordon Lua fighting, and he can't get, th- he can't, essentially can't hurt Gordon, but Gordon's really not able to hurt him much either. No, well, he does use his uh, iron head technique, yeah. whatever it is, like headbutt people. Yeah. And, uh, he's know, like, he like Lay says, he's got a really good iron head technique, it's yeah. really painful. And eventually, uh, Lay works out, obviously there's a, a body part that can be hurt, which is the ears, yeah. and he ends up poking flicking him in the ears, flicking yeah. him in the ears. Yeah. And, they make, and he makes him deaf. Yeah, so he, def- he deafens one ear first, and then in the course of the fight, he manages to get the other ears. So well. he's essentially deafened this guy for his whole life. Yeah. That's what the sister says. Yeah. And he's, and then the sister's like, and Gordon Liu's like, I have been beaten. It is time for me to go to back to my home planet. <laughs> he does lose his <laughs> shit. <laughs> he does lose <laughs> his <laughs> shit for a bit. Right. He's kind of rolling around going, ah, I'm deaf, I'm deaf. I have to learn sign language. And then he, uh, he, he does kind of concede, and he, he kind of leaves. Uh, but then he sa- he also concedes and he says like from for for the principal he's like I get what you're saying and you know like well, I'm gonna take it back to my school. Well, you got you just got beat by flicks in the ear, mate. How good is your iron shirt technique against bullets? Yeah, yeah. So, so he learned. He learned. Yeah. So and so he takes off and then 
then Lay's decided that he's he's reached a, a level good enough that he can confront his brother. So he goes and gets his uh his like I put this away for a special occasion outfit on. Yes. Oh wait wait wait! What about isn't there like the booby trap scene where he fights uh, Bella Lugosi, the, the head of the vampire? Mm. Oh yes, that's right. That is also a great scene. Actually, is that before Gordon Liu or after? That's after, like a, after God, That's God. a half. That's a like a half fight though. Yeah, I feel like that the vampire guy never really commits. No, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, they get back to the house, and for somehow vampire guy has managed to rig the house with these booby traps. And just, like, pulls, like, groups of weapons where he can just go back to and fall back. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there would be his whole clan there. Yeah. But it's just him. Yeah. Um, and I think he actually enters the scene... And that's that, Hay's master. That's Hay's master. And he actually has a... Like, and Hay gets in the way of it. Yeah. And But and Hay, he's actually mind-controlled... Not mind-controlled him like it's voodoo, but, like... He's conditioned him. Conditioned him to, like, when he makes a signal to, like, rip his own eyes out and stuff. And yeah. And, like, Lay and Faye stop him from doing that. Yeah, they're, they're like, no, like, you know, we, we've got to move beyond this. You can't just have your disciples mindlessly killing themselves. Yeah, and, and that's actually kind of what convinces him not to... He's like, yeah, yeah, Lay and Faye, you're right. I shouldn't be doing this dumb shit. Well, he was supposed... He, he, in the middle of the fight, he's losing to Lay Kong. And uh, the head of the vampires, he tries to gouge his own eyes out. Yeah. And that's when Hay puts his hands in the way to mm-hmm. stop him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, nah, like, Master, you don't need to do that. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because the, the next stop is me ripping my own junk out. And yep. nobody wins. Nobody, nobody wins. wins. Yeah. Except, you know, all the prostitutes in Shenzhen. <laughs> <laughs> so the head of the vampires realizes that his ways may have been mistaken. Um, and he's like, I must ponder this. And I, he, he's going to leave. So uh, disappointingly, he doesn't leave by flying. He just kind of walks away. Yep. And then uh, Hayes just like, Oh, sensei, and he's he says to he says to his disciple, he's like, "You should probably stay here. You should probably stay here." Yeah, um, and that, that's when he leaves, and that's when um, I think that's when Lei Kung kind of goes into the room and gets his uh, his like special. I haven't, I haven't needed to use these in a while, but these are my magic ninja clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's like a one armed like I don't know kind of fighting outfit with some red UGG boots. Yeah, they look like slippers almost. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is that they managed to pack all 18 legendary weapons in China. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how they carry it all. But they do. Well, there's the three of them at this point. Hayes part of it, Faye's part of it, and they go... And they, they go to a temple that they just know that guy's going to be at for some reason. Yes. They go, well, instead, of waiting for, instead of waiting for his brother to attack him, he goes to attack his brother. Because he knows that he's waiting there. So yeah. he says, oh, we're going to go here. And you sure it's like some sort of family plan thing, yeah. that when something happens, you have to fight each other. Yeah. He also shaves his beard. Yes. That's they great. they both shave their beard. Yeah. It's like, well, we know we know it's brother against brother, so we should probably shave our beards. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but it's kind of cool. And he says that once you shave, that's it, your brotherly, your family bond is broken kind of thing. I don't think that's the way it works. I don't think it's... What happens if you trim? That means every day you wake up and you shave before you go to work, Sam, yeah. that you're just breaking all your bonds. <laughs> every day, breaking back. them bonds. So by five o'clock, you got some bond back? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, let's just let it go. But, so they start fighting, and... Um, he tries to do the mind control stuff on him, but he, they, Hay and Faye distract. Oh, yeah, enough, they do. Enough. They do that, uh, what's that, um, lone wolf and cub trick? They yeah. got the sword in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're blinding him with the sunlight. Yeah, it's really good. And, um, so it sort of becomes a fair fight, and they're sort of, at this point, they're trading the weapons, and this is where the, the name of the movie comes into play. Yeah. So they're sort of China. fighting off, and so what they're doing is they're, they're not necessarily, they are definitely going for the kill, but what seems to be happening really is they're getting disarmed, yeah. and then someone's going for another weapon. And as it goes on, like, Hay and Faye have an opportunity just to sort of like, like, cover the whole perimeter with weapons. Yes. Just lay them all out. There's weapons available everywhere, and uh, I they, heard it described. They they name name the weapons as, as they come as up. They oh, come fantastic! Up. With subtitles as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the subtitles and who who knows if the subtitles are accurate. But my favorite one of them all was stick. It was stick. Stick for stick. both stuff. <laughs> yeah, like just a staff. It's a stick. Well, it is just a stick. I read it that um, each of the weapons as they fight, like the one of the weapons becomes greater. So the last weapon. Gets beaten by the newer weapon, which gets beaten by the Not always. Weapon. Not always? Not always, because there's definitely one where he disarms him twice. Oh, really? In a row, yeah. There's like a, what's the three-section staff? Yeah. Um, pretty much every weapon you can think of. Yeah, really, there's like, like seven, seven like the hook sword, seven-bladed seven yeah. swords. Like Cabal uses from Mortal Kombat. Um, you've got uh, like a 
not really a rope dart because it's not long enough, but a like a chain, like chain with a blade dart. on the end of it. Yeah. You got um, straight like, sword, broadswords, double broadswords. There was a spear. There was, there was like a, a tassel spear, but then there was also like a, a snake spear. Yeah. Was there a, like a, was there a, just a straight sword? Uh, there was just a straight sword. Yeah. 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 And there was a double double like Kano knives, yeah. like big big butcher's knives. And there was also like maces. Yeah, that's right. Tonfas. Yeah. Um, the maces. Yeah, there's there's eighteen. Yeah, there were eighteen. They wouldn't have called it eighteen if there wasn't eighteen that appeared. I'm not going to name them all. No. It's a very good fight though. Uh, and it gives them a chance to showcase their abilities in all of these fights, which they have. I still think the best one of the whole thing is the three-sectional stuff, though, because he keeps getting him in, like, locks that look like they just break in people's legs. Oh, God, yeah. It looked like a figure-eight leg lock or something. I don't know what it was, but it is. And then, uh, thinking about it, yeah, that would be really useful for that, because you can always just put leverage pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looked painful as hell. Um, You hear bones cracking and stuff as well. Uh, But then that fight doesn't last very long. But it's also, you you know why it's really good, though? Because I've got Iron Shirt Technique, the, the actual blades, the bladed weapons don't seem to do anything. No, nobody gets cut or, like, terribly injured. Yeah. Nobody dies, actually, in this yeah. fight. Um, it ends very anticlimactically. Um, because at the end, uh, I think uh, Lei Kong decides that he's the winner. Probably yeah. because he used up all the weapons. Well, probably because he broke his fucking legs with the three-sectional staff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and his legs weren't working, and they just have, like, a straight-up fight. Yeah, and then it just freeze frames at the end with him on his knees. Yeah. Bad dude on his knees. And Lei Kong preaches at him for a little bit. Yeah, he's like, you suck, this whole thing sucks, just don't do it anymore. (laughs) He's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Alright. And it was a freeze frame in the middle of the temple. Yeah, because these movies always end with a freeze frame. Ah, they never know how to end these films. No. What it should have done, they should have actually had like a five minute prologue where Faye and Hay get together. Because those guys have chemistry. Yeah, I don't know. They don't... Have, have you ever seen a film like a Hong Kong or an, uh, one of these action films where there is They bother to have a, like a, an epilogue? Uh, or even like a resolution to a romance. Yeah, unless it happens in the middle of a film somewhere. Yeah, the closest... Generally thing, with a death. With the death of someone? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, the Hong Kong films are usually like, oh, it's a cutesy love thing or, you know, oh, I've touched some boob or whatever. But they never, like, they never reconcile their love or anything. No. It just doesn't happen. No, in this film... I do think they have a bit of chemistry. They're like they're like the sidekicks, the plucky sidekicks by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. But I think they have chemistry, and they could have done something with that. Yeah, but I don't. I think that's probably too mature for the audiences at the time. Really? Oh yeah, I think so. All right. Oh, maybe not mature, but maybe just too. You know, like people don't want to go to the cinema to watch a romance. No, I think that a lot of people do. Hey, I think no. you. I think you're wrong. Not when you're <laughs> doing like going for a four quadrant film, which is probably what Shaw Brothers is doing. That's really lacking in a couple of quadrants there. <laughs> uh, no, you're probably right. Probably you're probably going for that male audience. You yeah. need a young yeah. male audience. But yeah. yeah, you know, like, it's China. It's a sausage fest. That's probably the, who they're catering for. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Legendary Weapons of China. That was a great film. I really appreciate it. It's a pretty great film. This is not the greatest podcast in the world. We apologize, but we thought the novelty of doing one while we were in Japan was yeah. worth it. We weren't actually going... We were going to do The Matrix. Yeah, we were going to do The Matrix. We went to watch Matrix at IMAX uh, 4D with the moving seats and the fucking air that blows at you. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. It was weird. It was fun, but it was weird. Things punching you in the in the butt. Yes, like getting a mini massage. Yeah, every time something happens, you're like, it's happening to me! Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Ann Moss just did a flip. I better move the chair so it makes <laughs> you fall out slightly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I always felt like I was falling into the matrix. <laughs> uh, it was pretty good, though. Was, I'm glad we did it. Because yeah. we didn't have that available in our town. No. I'm glad we watched Legendary Weapons in China as well. Yes, it was a good time. Uh, well, actually, you know what, Nathan? What, what is it that we do here on the Asian Action Cast? We watch an Asian action movie and we talk about it. We do a review and a recap. Something like a revap? A revap. A revap. A revap. Uh, coming up to the uh, the segment of the Asian action cast that we do, which is called Do Do This at Home, mm-hmm. where after watching the film... Can we do uh, Don't Do This at Home this time? Don't fall into a septic tank. It's a no. bad idea. No. <laughs> you will die. Yeah, and this, this film actually accurately portrays what happens to you if you were to fall into yeah, a septic I'm tank. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. That's probably my favourite thing about this whole film, is that he gets sick after falling yeah. in. Diphtheria is real, kids. <laughs> don't don't, don't play with shit. Don't no. get it in your eyes. Don't get it in your butthole. Yeah, you <laughs> might you might not have eyes shirt technique but you can have iron clean skin mm-hmm. by using some aquium staying away from germs oh my god 
Yeah, so what would you do in this film? What would I do in this film? I'll like, tell you what be I real, do. the best thing in this whole film was Iron Shirt Technique. Iron Shirt Technique is pretty fucking rad. Um, but I will say, running up a wall. Oh, that is cool too. Rad. You gotta have the, exactly the right size wall though. Like, yeah, you've this gotta is have, true. You, you've really gotta pick your walls. This is true, but there, you know, we, we saw some alleys that you could do it in in, yeah. in, in Tokyo today. Like, there were like, buildings like half a meter apart. Well, martial arts is about knowing your own abilities, so just being able to find a wall and <laughs> climbing up it. So that would be mine, running up a wall. Alright. Mikey? Um. Uh, I, I want to like disappear and freaking smoke. Like the oh, that is also cool. pretty good. Yeah, just like uh, explosions, little mini explosions. Yeah, yeah. they were ninjas, just, weren't they? they that the whole room, set. Bam. Yeah, that whole set was just ninjas. They were essentially ninjas, and they all had capes, like Sub-tuge. red and black capes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's pretty good. I'm gonna go with the uh, obvious mind control. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's that is because it's not just basic mind control. He can make them talk and everything. Yeah, make and they and they're definitely stronger than regular people. He makes their faces kind of like uh, they're like they're almost like hopping vampires. That's how strong they are. Yeah, yeah. The sound is kind of offsetting, uh, unsettling. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty good. I take mind control. Yeah, mind you can control. go up walls if you want to, but I'll take mind control. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't rip my junk off. No, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't push my, my poke my own eyes out either. Can you imagine you go into a battlefield and you see some guy rip his own penis off and throw it at you? That would put you off. Yes. Yeah. Get in my eye! You just, you just got to do it once, and then you've kind of won. Oh, it's fucked up. Uh, actually, another segment that we have, which is, uh, which stuntman do you reckon got injured the worst? Um, I don't know. Was there, there wasn't anything that was real crazy in this. If they really were sitting in shit, though, that would be a really crap. Oh, yeah, that would, that would definitely be the worst. That would be the worst. Um, Hail to the stunt man sitting sitting in a septic tank all day. Hail to the stunt man. Uh, I don't think anyone took like a massive knock in this film, or at least it didn't look like they took a massive knock. Um, Gordon Liu did have to fight shirtless a lot of the time, but yeah, and he was getting thrown about all over the place. Yeah, le- yeah. So there was no padding for him. Let's yeah. say let's say the knocks that Gordon Liu took. Yeah, yeah, and he did have like a red red tattoo on his back. Yeah, it's pretty- I-, I love. This film has the best ninja star throwing shit like everywhere. It's just yeah. stars and shit being from, for a movie that without no ninjas in it. Yes, yeah, it's very ninjury. But anyway, every time a ninjas every time a ninjas in a movie, it's a better movie for it. Oh, that's what I've said. I said this all the time. You want Sam's attention? Put a ninja in your film. Give you twenty five percent extra credibility straight yeah. off the bat. Just be inventive with it. Yeah, that's right. I don't want no ninja turtles. Ah. So, Legendary Weapons of China, another Shaw Brothers film. Uh, I'm this. This is a pretty good podcast. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And it's bedtime. How long is it? Fifty-two minutes.